Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make sure y'all hit up Okoye Media. You see it right yeah. there on, on YouTube. He'll have the full film breakdown of what he saw from their defense um, on his on his page, so make sure y'all run for that sure, back. Sure, but sure. all right, let's let's kind of start it back up from the top. I don't know who the heck is in here, but it yeah. is what it is. If you miss it, run it back. Uh, we were talking about the the Patriots by the numbers. We we ran down what they do well by the numbers. One of the things that I did not show though, by the way, um, is their key players: Matt Judon, Christian Gonzalez, Jabril Peppers, and Kyle Duggar are the guys yeah. that I have as. Uh, their key players, a couple secondary dudes there. I think those are their athletic, their most athletic. Obviously, most dudes are their most athletic guys are in secondary, but right. they don't have a ton of super athletes. And Christian Gonzalez is one. Jabril Peppers is another guy. Uh, right. I, I like Duggar coming out. And I think they are the key to their defense, bro. They right. allow the fifth uh, least amount of yards in the NFL. And here's where they have a kink in their armor. And it's something that's been a super, super big deal for the Cowboys. Red zone. They're 22nd in the NFL in red zone. Uh, uh-huh. They've allowed four scores out of six opportunities. The problem is, can you get down there? That's right. the thing with them. Are you right. able to get down in the red zone? Once you are, you're usually able to walk away with a touchdown. So we were having a problem with that last week in the red zone. Uh, I think this week you could potentially have some success once you get down there. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But let's talk about what you saw on film, man. Right. Well, Dak's going to have a lot of room to work this Texas Coast offense underneath because what you see, what you will see on film later on is that New England bracket coverage is everything deep, you know, so they'll run a lot of soft zones. And when I say soft zones, they don't hug the line of scrimmage at all with any of their zones. Even when they're running cover two, they're running it 10 yards off the ball and having you converge or run into their corners rather than having their corners press the flats. So they're giving you the flats all day. They give you that space like right behind the center as well all day. So uh, with the fact that we actually throw to our running backs a lot, throw to our tight ends a lot, it plays in our hands. And the only – I would say asterisk that you want to put on the fact that Bill Belichick runs that type of defense is the other thing that he does like to do is make you play left-handed, so to speak. So mm-hmm. when it comes to that, um, maybe he does change his game a little bit and try to hug the flats this game and force us to push the ball a little deeper because on film right now, it plays right into what we like to do. And he did that to the Eagles. They did that with even uh, Miami as well because they know they're not that fast. So yep. they they want to play back and keep everything in front of them one way or another. When they were playing uh, uh, Ty Hill, uh, they were um, – 10 yards, 15 yards off the ball, even Gonzalez. They were 10, 15 yards off the ball uh, every play. So I I don't think that they'll run us much different. I think the Eagles is probably more realistic to the way they'll align because we don't have that kind of speed on our team. But um, they still do play back and keep everything in front of them. So these running backs should have a good game as far as their uh, passes in the air, catches in the air. Um, Yak is going to be very important. 
So we run some concepts where we like to rub and get guys uh, sort of like a built-in lead blocker or certain uh, short pass plays, and I think that's going to play a bold well for us. Uh, but Bill Belichick's an old coach, man. He's been around a while. He knows. Yeah, he's seen a lot. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he knows how to deal with the West Coast offense. Uh, it's not anything new to him. No, 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 it's not. But I wanted to get to that Miami game because I had to hit you up yesterday and say, hey, man, let me, let's me let take a look at this Philly film too because Miami's so strange. Like, yeah, like it was fun watching them play, but yeah. I, I was laughing half to, halfway through that tape. Like, they would literally play a, a cover three at the start. They got right. three they got three safeties back, 20 yards back. The boxes were extremely this is how arrogant Miami is, bro. How yeah. arrogant they are. They ain't give a damn that you had Kyle Duggar and, and Jabril uh Peppers and whomever else back there, a corner, another safety. Right. They still were like, we're gonna throw into this. They yep, had some of the anyway. lightest boxes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we throw it anyway. And Miami was like, cool, we just gonna throw it anyway. On, on an interception that they threw, Gonzalez was playing uh, a deep third safety, like you said, from the start. He was already 20 yards off the ball, and they still threw a deep ball anyway on the interception that he actually got. So, yeah, Miami, their, their scheme is like they run a lot of mesh concepts, a lot of uh, jet motion, stuff like that, but their scheme is crazy. It's, it's NASCAR for sure. Um, very difficult to deal with, and I think that the only way to deal with them is like go after their quarterback. But um, yeah, and hopefully you know you you you, you ding him up because he's fragile, it seems. But, but what I did like, bro, but, was the edges. I thought Miami attacked the edges well, and we talked about this last night. Yeah, where of course we don't got that pre-snap motion as Miami does, but we we did run some things where we attacked the edges, and and I right. feel like that's where they can be vulnerable because they don't got the athleticism. I got my notes here. Space and opportunity, counter movement edges. Like if yep. we can, if we that can counter trade against work. three four all day, but it definitely works because you're moving those those three down linemen in that three four scheme. They they're strong. They can anchor, but just like us, you know, they can hold blocks, but they're not great in changing direction, especially when you're dealing with two three hundred pound guys in front of you. So once they get you going in that in the wrong direction initially at the snap. And then they're trapping your guy on the back end. There's always a little wedge or some space for you to break through it. Uh, Miami did a good job running on the ground on the edges, as you said. So uh, Tony Pollard, all these guys, all the guys that we have, uh, I believe Hunter is a guy, the only guy that you would you know run straight up the middle of the field. But all the rest of these guys can run the edges pretty well. Deuce, uh, Rico, and yeah. Tony. So we should have success on the ground. And Turp. Uh, yeah, and Turpin too. Uh, especially if we're healthy. I'm not sure how healthy we'll be come Sunday. I don't, you know, knock on wood, don't even want to talk about it oh, <laughs> at this point. But uh, I definitely think that we're if we're healthy and our line is there, uh, we'll we'll be able to take advantage of some of those uh, pin and pulls on the outside. Yeah, I would like to see that. I, so the first two games, and I got some of the film running here, we we specifically attacked the edges. We we did a lot of jet sweep. We did some tunnel, tunnel screens. We got the ball outside very – fast and right now and that right. was against in my opinion at least the Jets at least uh, against a faster defense a more athletic defense personally in my opinion a better defense and then I think like McCarthy said we got spooked with all those injuries against Cardinals and I don't right. recall much of anything going outside maybe a, a handful of plays if that bro I, I just didn't see us attack the edges yeah no we we had one play that um that we ran, I think, off tackle, if you want to say that's outside. That's yeah, outside they, enough. And they did that orbit uh, motion with Lamb in the red zone yeah, and pitched yeah, it to him. That was stupid. That's it. Yeah, that was crazy. But 
But yeah, other than that, we ran up the middle primarily. I think, but I think that uh McCarthy can draw it up on the edges. So I don't I don't think we have a problem there. We will have some success on the ground. New England is a smart team, though. With the way that they play back and they they brag, I'm, I'm not sure this is gonna be that week where Dak gets the monkey off his back and throws a touchdown to a receiver because they, they do play some man and you do have opportunities when they do, but it's so rare that they that you catch them in one of those looks that you can take advantage of. Um, that that, you know, if Dak recognizes it and he and, and everything's perfect in the pocket, maybe he hits it like he did in Arizona every time he caught Arizona in man. And they played a similar actually, because Arizona played a lot of zone too. But when they Damn when all zone. caught them in man, Dak actually pushed the ball deep every time successfully. That uh back shoulder to both Gallup and C D, both of those were two of the five times that I caught them in a press man situation. Other than that, they were playing a lot of zone. And it'll be the same, I think, with New England. You'll have opportunities to push the ball deep, but but, but for the most part, it's going to be dink and dunk uh, and a lot of methodical movement up the field, which is what we want to do anyway. Sure. I don't think McCarthy wants to get up the field fast regardless. So as I said, as you said, styles definitely make fights because this this will play into the way we like to play. It's going to be about execution, not turning the ball over, and uh, making sure we isolate guys like Peppers who when you are in man, when they are in man, Peppers can cover a lot of ground just like Hooker does, man. Peppers is a hell of an athlete. So sure. it's going to be interesting to see how we approach it and how they come out with any new rip, ripples or wrinkles to try to confuse us. But I think, you know, you are who you are, and they're a team that likes to give up a lot of space underneath. So you were right. Space, space counters, opportunity. Space counters, and, 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 and then also speed, like, like speed to the line, like slow developing plays unless you're countering don't really work against them because they don't get out of position anyway. Usually the only reason the counters work is because you're moving and manipulating the three down linemen, but everything behind them they they stay home. Everyone, their edges, they don't have any edge control issues. It's just that they're getting trapped out of there. That's why you have that opportunity on the edge because yeah. they'll, they'll have a pulling guard or a pulling tight end. That'll kick that outside linebacker out just for a second. Now he's not really blowing them off the ball, but just for a second, just just long enough for if you're if you're running uh, speed to the edges, just long enough for you to you know get that crack and that. In, 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 yeah, in let me get back to the vertical part part of this though, because I, I do think there is there is a vertical aspect to McCarthy's game that he wanted to utilize, but he just didn't because he like he said I was spooked in that game. Um, right. I, I think with with Brandon Cooks back, you should utilize Brandon Cooks in this game. Uh, vertically. Right. I think they wanted to set that up. I think that's the whole point of the West Coast offense. It's not just right. to be, you know, methodical oh, yeah. all the time. It's to set right. you up. Okay, you want to give us this space? We'll right. we'll just we'll slant you to death. We'll post you to death. We'll dunk it down and get 15 yards. And eventually right. you are going to have to pay attention to that. And next thing you know, boom, I got a dagger concept behind it. Or I got a cell route concept behind it. And we, we got a deep pass there. And if it's not there, I got my tight end underneath and my check down. So I do think there is as there is something to utilizing that that we hadn't seen last week that we had seen in the first two weeks. We saw right. we saw the Cowboys take these shots, right? We saw right. With, with Cooks in week one. We saw right. it a bunch of times with CD Lamb, uh, also with the uh, what was it like the mesh concept, the rub route, getting CD Lamb deep. They're not going to play you like that, but we saw them take those opportunities. You, you can't always just sit back and not stretch the defense against his own defense, in my opinion. Like you, right. you have to make them feel you 
from a speed aspect if you have it and you have it. Yeah. So it's time, I think, to unleash Cooks a little bit in right. this offense downfield so you can you can make them think about that. You know, and then right underneath that, C.D. Lamb is coming on the post. And I was going to say that. I'm glad you hit it. Because that's really what you might see more of. They'll run them deep. Whether or not they take those shots will be here or there. Because you saw Philly do that a lot with A.J. Brown. They were trying it. But New England will keep – they want to keep everything in front of them. They're going to make you beat them uh, playing down the short. Field. yeah. Yeah, they're going to make you beat them playing oh, yeah. short. You're, like, you're not going to get them down, down the field. field. Like, they doubled everything up there. So – Cooks is a is a guy that and they just play uh Ty Hill. So, you know, Cooks has good speed, you know, generate generational speed, so does Ty Hill, and I think he's fat Ty Hill's faster. So they're they're not foreign to speed and uh, to seeing it come at him. So they, they were able to keep the lid on him as well. Tariq was able to kill underneath, but he wasn't getting a lot of bombs either. So I think that they'll use Cooks the way you just said. They'll use him to distract and run guys off so that they can open more things up, open more windows up on those dig routes and uh, post across the middle, dagger routes, stuff like that. So CD could have a better game with Cooks out there due to the fact that uh, they're going to be doing that. They're going to be running guys off. And then when they catch you also in those uh, those looks, Gallup, they like to run these uh, – Cow- the Cowboys like to run these drag concepts with Gallup. They just don't throw it to them that often when, anymore. They used to. Uh, but they don't throw throw him drags that often anymore. But he's usually open this season. He's been open on a few of them. So um, I think you'll see Gallup get more involved on in the short pass game as well this game more so than just CD being that guy that they feed the ball to short. Gallup had a good step up comeback game last game too. I thought it was good to see him, you know, attacking the ball in the air things like that. So it'll it'll be like I said, it's going to be a good matchup. You, stretching the field, stretching that zone out though is the most important. Aspect and not just vertically, but, yeah. but horizontally. Like I yeah. think this is a perfect game uh, for what I call the explosives. Like, get right. your explosives involved. Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn, Kevontae right. Turpin, Brandon Cooks, uh, C.D. Lamb. Get these guys involved because they. I don't Man. think they can deal with you athletically if you're deliberately I – mean, look, I know we're not Miami, bro. I get right. it. We, we don't do a whole right. lot of that crazy pre-snap stuff, but yeah. every time Mozart – or or uh, who's the other fast guy they got back there? Uh, a, well, A chain or A chain didn't play that much, but A chain crazy. But yeah, Mostert touched the rock. <laughs> um, I want to say Waddle started in that game, but he didn't. I'm right. gonna finish it. But he right. had a couple big plays. Tyreek Hill, like they use their speed, their explosive guys to get create chunk plays against this team. You're well, you got to take advantage of it because they're not gonna allow you to score 40 points. Speaking of Waddle, uh, he was one of the screen passes that they threw. A, they threw a screen pass to him, and they used Ty Hill to open it up. So they they had two a two by one set where Waddle's in the slot and Ty runs you know everybody off deep. They were in like I think cover three, but he runs the corner and the safety deep and occupies them. And as soon as he does that, Waddle just doubles back and just stands there, right? And that gives the line enough time because of the space that New England was given pre-snap. That gave that line enough time to get out there in front of Waddle. And he had like I think a 30, 40 yard reception yeah. off the screen pass. So when yeah, I was looking yeah. at the screen, yeah. When I was looking at the screen game, I was like, man, we are a good screen team now. And we have multiple guys that like to, you know, that, that like that concept. So Deuce should have a lot of fun this game. I think this, if there's a game, it, it goes two ways. Because if there's a game where you don't want a rookie playing, it's against a guy like Belichick. Yeah, but, but, when, back, yeah, but, we, but what you have to offer as far as what they give you underneath, 
this will be a great game for Deuce Vaughn because he's a little guy and New England does struggle against those short passes, concepts, and screen passes and things like that. So Deuce should have fun this game if they use him. Turpin, too, all those guys. Like, if you're throwing it to them short, they're going to give you opportunity. But, yeah, when you say explosive, you you said it. It doesn't have to be vertical because those passes underneath and horizontal underneath uh, those screen passes are going to be key in this game. I think there's no other way we're going to beat them if we're not if we're not effective if they're taking that away if they take those those outlet passes to the running backs away and you see that early you see them hugging the flats early and breaking those types of passes up then if we're not connecting on anything deep it's going to be a long day mm. it's gonna be uh, a long day. i'm gonna get to that in a second professor o, but but one more thing here uh in training camp we talked about Deuce Vaughn. so in training camp i noticed they did they had this day where they just ran a whole bunch of 21 personnel right they ran a whole bunch of pony and with two running backs, it was either Deuce and TP or Deuce and Rico or Rico to a whole bunch of that. We haven't really seen it, a lot of it so far, which is fine, right? Like you don't want to bring everything out. A couple plays here and there, they sprinkled it in. But I watched the Patriots use some of that pony uh, personnel with two running backs and, again, attack the edges with it or a screen game with it or a counter, and it worked. So I'm wondering, unscouted looks, if this is one of those games where we get – Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn out there at the same time. Remember against the Jets, Deuce Vaughn runs a – Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn out there. Deuce Vaughn runs orbit motion. He pulls that cornerback up, and right behind that, we're hitting C.D. Lamb. We didn't do anything like that in this game. Right. We didn't nah. do it or in the Arizona game. But against right. Bill, I feel like you do have to throw that type of stuff at him because, right. you know, I get we're not a, we're not a big pre-snap motion team so far. I wonder right. if that's going to ramp, ramp up a little bit more as we go uh, because – he likes to run pre-snap, uh, pre-snap motion. That's Mike McCarthy, at least. He did it. He wanted to do it in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers did not. Um, and now we're when you blow out two teams the way you did, you you kind of really not running your offense that much, right? right? But in this game, I think he got spooked. Hopefully, in this Patriots game, they go back to doing some of the things they did in week one and week two with the pre-snap motion orbit stuff and causing some confusion and causing some conflict in that secondary to get guys open. Right. I think the reason we didn't see a lot of the pre-snap motions, like you said, because of the offensive line, they got spooked. And uh, they they said that they had to go silent because there was a lot of false start penalties early uh, because they couldn't hear. So you, you're not when you have a lot of confusion going on anyway, because you can't hear, you don't want to add a lot of bells and whistles to that. You want to just, you know, execute the snap. That's hard enough. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I think if we're healthier this week, we definitely if Beatus is back. Uh, we definitely shouldn't have too many more problems with that. I think we'll start moving guys around again. Because I, I I didn't understand it either. Like, we didn't do a lot of – we like to make you choose. Dak in this offense usually has two options, right? He'll he'll like like uh, he'll have that outlet pass that's quick, and his feet are set to read deep to short. But it's, you know, it's deep, and then on your way to short, you see, you know, another progression in the middle of that. But uh, we didn't see a lot of that where they were, they were forcing you to choose, like where yeah. they had – uh, you know, like you said, Deuce will run to the flat. If they hug the flat, then CD is going to come open. If they don't hug the flat, we're just going to quickly throw it to Deuce and live to find another day. We didn't see a lot of that, a lot of those easy decisions. And I thought that under those circumstances, I know people don't want to hear that, but I thought the fact that we had the line shuffled around the way it was, I thought they played well, even though we lost. I thought they played well, and I thought Dak adjusted to the fact that I- – he didn't have a lot of time back there to, to to get through progressions. I think McCarthy was shocked how well they played between the twenties a- after the first few possessions because because Chuma was was a disaster for a while. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got it the, together. Yeah, they got it together to live the fight another day between the twenties to the point where I think when they went back and watched McCarthy was like, 
you know, I, I probably should have trusted them a little bit more so I could take these shots or do more because according to there him and go. Tony, they pulled half, they pulled a lot of their playbook because yeah. they, they were worried. They didn't have a bunch of this, these things installed with these players during the week. And I think they were concerned that they wouldn't be able to handle it with bullets flying without practicing it. Yeah, and that makes sense though. I actually understand that. Like that makes sense. You don't want to put, but when they were screwing up the way they were early, it's like you know pulling it didn't really help them much anyway. I think when we got into the swing of things and we got a little desperate and had to like put something together, they got it together and, uh, and yeah, we started looking good. So until yeah, go ahead until the interception. No, 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 to the red. Oh zone. well, and that's that's something I wanted to talk about. I know we weren't doing a recap, no, we, but we we can. Those those red right zone woes, woes, so to speak, you nailed it, man, when you were talking about the fact that we ran it in there the first game. Second game, we got two touchdowns, two tight ends, you know what I mean, against a good defense at that. And but, two rush, two, we got an end zone with two rushes, too, that game. One right. got called back, the other was a two-point conversion. There you go. And then when you – but when you look at Dak's time in the red zone in this last game, there were three great – well, four opportunities that I saw that were like, oh, yeah, when they clean that up. We're fine. Like that that pass to Cooks, two passes to Cooks, but one on the perimeter where he caught it and didn't get his feet in. That was a good look, good throw. It's just wasn't enough space. Cooks didn't give him enough space to deliver that ball and get his feet in. Needs to just run that route a little bit differently. Uh, and then we talked about this last night, me and you talked about the rub route in the middle of the field where they, they, they the CD was running a corner route, but he took an angle that he, he could have just cut that, uh, that, that nickel back off and Cooks would have been wide open, and Dak was kind of waiting for that. And I'm like, Dak only threw a high because he was waiting for the clear, and it never cleared because the rub never happened. So I'm like, well, that will be fixed later on. And yeah. then the other two passes where you saw CD give up when the ball the ball is right on top of the DB's head. CD gets pushed and just does this instead of just attacking the football. Yeah, but before yeah. you go to the next one, that, that route specifically we talked about last night in great detail uh, – the, the corner route. I think yeah. that's something that you don't have to scratch the entire play, but you can adjust that. Meaning, yeah. uh, they had I think it was Ferguson out there. Yeah, that's just a waste of that's a waste of space to have him out there because if you're going to run that corner, you need Ferguson to get his man out of that area. You know right. that 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 guy is over. You don't want him to right float there. underneath that. No, yeah. he's so so you're really not put him on the opposite the side of the field. Thank yeah. you. Put him on the opposite yeah. side of the field or ha have him in line and then have Ferguson run into. Um, who was it? Cooks, man, right? And right. then on that backside, I think we need to have a check with me. If if seven is going to blitz, there was nothing but space and opportunity for a quick slant to Michael Gallup on the backside. Right. And right. and and but but again, the concept wasn't terrible in general. There's just one or two things you tweak there. And that's that's why I, once you watch yeah. like when when you watch a broadcast, it does look crazy. It looks like we're struggling. When you look at it from a statistical standpoint, it looks like we're struggling. I look at it like you know. This is the third game of preseason sure. uh, with those guys, and they're they're going to learn how to make these plays work because the concept it's not a it's not a coaching thing or a play calling issue from from the air. See, I think back. they could have they could have ran the ball differently, but I think in the air I like what I saw. It's I'm gonna push back, bro. I do things yeah, I didn't like, it. bro. There, Go ahead. So so I, I'm with you on certain things right. in regards to conceptually, but the the cutting the field in half. Mm -hmm. with, like they did without setting it up. We talked about that last night too. You mm -hmm. can't run a, a stretch play action if you ain't run stretch play all game. Like that was a bad decision. Cool. You're right uh, about that. There was a concept where you got Ferguson and C.D. Lamb running into each other. I mean, this play yeah. was a disaster. Yeah. Dak drops Perfect. the ball. 
Ferguson and Lamb run into each other. Then Chuma Doga holds, and now we're third and 15, third and goal from the 15-yard line. Like, right. th- there were things down there that you could have made it a lot easier. Uh, C.D. Lamb, why are we running? We glitch. We run some type of pitch to C.D. Lamb down there, knowing damn well these guys are playing umbrella coverage. So now you got five guys looking in on C.D. Lamb on that side of the field. Yeah, get so, behind him on that. So there was play-calling issues, in my opinion, down there from, right. from a, a – uh, from a passing standpoint. Well, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you there because those plays did stand out. But what I mean is if you executed on two of those passes on the outside that we just talked about, whether both the Cooks passes or the CD or the pass interference to Gallup, if you execute on any of those, you wouldn't be talking about the other plays that didn't go right. You know what I'm saying? You would be like, hey, we executed in the red zone and we scored. So – that's what I mean. Not that every play was perfect. I I don't think they'll ever be that. We're going to have plays that are going to be questionable, I think, always, especially so, with a guy like McCarthy. But I, but I don't think it's something that you throw out. I, th- I like some of the looks, and if they would have executed on those looks, we wouldn't be talking about the, the bad ones. So you folk, so that was, we talked a lot about the, the passing game down there. I'm right. curious on your thought process about the run game and see if it, if it's aligning with, with what I saw down there because I think people um, are a bit overreacting about what, what what happened in regards to and let's just let's just let's just say what it is, man. People yeah. are assuming we need to have a Jerome Bettis Ezekiel Elliott type of back, and that would have solved all of our worries. But we do anyway. So now, even if they think that you got Lipke, you use them, right? But use them, right? <laughs> but what I mean is what. Before I give you what I saw, but you you kind of already saw it anyway when I, on Twitter. What did you see from a, a running game standpoint? Standpoint that would might have been an issue down there for you. Uh, we were trying to run power up the middle. We didn't attack the edges at all in the mm-hmm. red zone. Uh, even if you wanted to attack the edges from the from a from a uh, uh, you know a wheel route standpoint, passing you could have passed into the running backs on the edge. That's actually how we scored in the first place, and we went away from that. They had trouble guarding those running backs all day, but they they definitely had trouble guarding them in the air. So both on the ground and in the air, I think Rico showed us that, you know, he can run anywhere you want between the tackles or to the edges. He has enough burst to do it. Uh, we already know Deuce and Tony can do it. Mm-hmm. So I think we, the, we were a little lazy with our run play selection in the red zone. We were running right at him instead of running to the edges. And I think there was one drive where we ran two times in a row, didn't get anywhere, and then we're third and long, a third and goal from like the seven or the eight-yard line, didn't get anywhere with those runs. So I understood why he was running on the early down. But if you don't get anywhere in that first one, switch up the concept, you know, instead of running directly at them. And we ran right into a puff of smoke uh, a second time, forcing Dak into a bad situation on third down. You know, I think that might have been the drive we went forward on fourth. I'm not sure. But uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like the the creativity in the run game, especially with as many playmakers that we have. We're not a, you know, if it was Zeke, that's different. If it was Hunter, that's different. Run right at him. Okay, cool. But with Rico, Deuce, and TP, you don't need to. Run the edges and make them make them stop it. You know, don't just go away from it. Make them stop you there. So why do you have to run the edges? Because you still ain't saying what I, what what I, what I thought you might have said down there. Well, why should you run the uh-huh. edges down there in that well, game? Well, for me, it was because what running up the middle wasn't working for us. The only why runs wasn't that I working though, probably because our offensive line was they, beat they, up. They, <laughs> they beat like, the hell. That that, that yeah. is that's what I was waiting to hear. 
Like uh, we can't omit the three offensive linemen that. Oh missing. no, no, no! That I, I thought we just like that's locked in. We already no, know that coming there's in. There's people like, who yeah. are, are not acknowledging that. You oh yeah, no, you gotta that, acknowledge that we don't have our guys that know these concepts and, and so on. So or a lot of not the, good enough to get pushed down there. Like it's they tried bro. it with with uh with with Tyler. Tyler did a good job of uh pulling and killing shit. Like, he was killing shit. We ain't talking about Tyler. Yeah, they should have just kept doing it though. They until you, if if I if I hit you with something and you have no clue as to how to stop it, I'm gonna hit you with it again and again. That one play on the side to the right, it was off tackle to the right with with uh, Tyler and um, and uh, Ferguson pulling. That was a great run, and they didn't do anything to show us that they could stop that on those edges. And then we just never did that again. But we got like 20 yards off of that run with TP. Uh, we could have kept doing that. Well, they tried to do some pulling down there. Uh, Again, it was messy, but there was a clear difference between the 20s and in the red zone running with the offensive line. And like you said, you just you might have got three or four yards from red zone deep. Right. You're on a 17, you're on a 15 and you're getting three. That's that's actually not bad thing. But once you get into that, that weird sweet spot and it's third and seven, you're, you're not running no more. If it's, uh, if it's fourth and three from the five-yard line, you're likely not running. You're throwing, so now they know. So we never yeah. got a chance to really get on the one- or two-yard line and run it in from there because we did that successfully the first two weeks in the uh, in the season, or at least when it mattered the first two weeks. First week, you went three for four. Second week, you started two for three, and, and then you add the two-point conversion down there. So you had success goal line, yeah. like first and goal from a two or three or one or what right. have you. But once you get into that third and go from the eight, third right. and go from the 15, third and go from the seven, like you can't run anymore. Right. And if you weren't having any success, getting any push from goal, second goal, third and goal, whatever, first and goal in that 10 yard line area, attack the edges. Like you said, bro, right. either attack the edges or put Deuce Vaughn in there who can disappear Right? Yep. He'll, he'll disappear. You want to run right at him, have a guy that can hide ass. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> have a guy who can hide back there, you know, yeah. stay low. That would have been a good idea. You're right. Um, I agree. I agree that that's probably why they didn't do it offensively. But nobody, I didn't pay attention to the fact that nobody's giving us credit for that. I thought that, oh, bro, you know, it's... that's common sense. Like, he didn't have his offensive line, and it showed. So, I mean, and, and even when you say we didn't get a chance to run from the one, we should have. We would have. If they wouldn't have picked the flag up, but I'm not going to complain too much about the refs. But yeah. you throw a flag that's on a blatant to me a blatant pass interference, and then you pick it up. Like we should have been on the one yard line, and that interception would have been irrelevant because it wouldn't have happened. So because we would have been on the one yard line like we were supposed to be. I try, I try to really be, I try to balance myself because there's a part of me that really wants to be pissed off by a lot of the stuff I saw from a from a flag standpoint. But I said this two years ago as a Dallas Cowboy fan. It, you're not getting any of these. Like, just no, deal with it. You know, this is going to happen. Um, sh- should it have been a DPI? Yes, especially when you call a DPI on Bland earlier in the game when they just tripped up on each other. Right. It's inadvertent. They just tripped up on each other, and you called a, a, a pass interference. It was bullcrap. But it's, it's not even the fact that it should have been. It was. It was. <laughs> you it was, called it. You called it. So you once it you call it, you call it. Like, you didn't give an explanation we, to why not. Why are we picking this up? And the guy never turned around, and all he did was shove Gallup through the back of the end, end zone. Like that was crazy. However, that was crazy. Should have been a better throw. That's the real thing. I'll give you that because like, Gallup could have still caught that. Yeah, it should have been a better. Like the sl- the sluggo was there. Just right. put it to back pylon. 
Like, I, but I've, but here's this aspect of it: where he threw the ball and where Gallup was going to engage for the ball, he got pushed off that mark. So yeah. he, he was where he would have. He was where he should have been. The ball was delivered where it should have been, but Gallup got pushed Dude, three, four yards away of, from that. That's that's true too. So it might have been a good ball until he got pushed off the mark. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a it was a good enough ball for the catch. If like, he threw like, it higher, you're right. He he had it though. You're but right this is what he likes. This is what Dak likes to do on these deep balls or on these type of he because early in his career, if you remember him, he would constantly overthrow those. Right. Like he would overthrow that a lot earlier yeah. in his career. He did that this this year with uh with uh well not that same nah, he, route yeah. though. Yeah, he, barely, he has an overthrown really like overthrow a deep ball. Oh, okay. No, like no, a, no, a deep no, ball, no. deep ball. Oh no, no, well, no, no, that's not really deep. But you know what I'm saying? Like what he likes yeah. to do is I'm gonna give him a shot. So yeah. he he adjusted to instead of overthrowing it, well, let me give him a shot. And that's why you saw his deep ball percentage skyrocket because he gave his his uh receivers a chance as opposed to not giving him a chance because he was Man. a fourth round rookie that didn't really. Ty, Ty Hilton him. probably got him on that tight time. Well, Ty, like, Ty Hill early in his career would have been a different story. Just Ty around. Hilton was like, hey man, that 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 Eagles catch is like, all right, I guess I can uh, I can start throwing these balls deep like that. But uh, he has been connected lately though. Yeah, Man. but but and throwing guys open. But that play right there, that 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 play right there. If you go look at his mechanics, and I learned this from uh, J.T. O'Sullivan, uh, he gets very toesy. Dak does. So like when he throws those, and I think he's tr- again he's trying not to overthrow. He gets toesy as opposed to getting that back foot down, getting his base his and, and, yeah. and exactly and pushing through with power and and yeah. getting it out there as opposed. And so I'm just trying to. Hey, I don't want to get this out of bounds. That's why you saw all three of those balls. Uh, who was it? Gallup, Lamb, and Cooks. All catchable passes, yeah. right? All catchable passes, but yeah. sometimes it's just that extra tick that that might make the world of a difference. And I do think there could have been a better pass there, but also should have been first and goal from the one. I mean, true, true. I just want to bring yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if, if it was a fifth, so to speak, right? So A lot of that in that game. Yeah, a whole, a whole lot. lot of that in that game, man. A whole lot. All right, look, I know we didn't get a chance to get the film, man, but we still got a Koye. He is the film, man, and he gave y'all what he saw from there. So what we like to do at the end of these is hashtag ask a Koye. Oh, let's um, go. We can do yeah, a little, little I like this. Fire. I like this part of this segment. Yeah, a little rapid fire yeah. hashtag ask a Koye, and we'll obviously ask a Koye, and we'll, um, we'll, we'll try to talk a little bit about whatever you guys got on your mind because no phones, no phones on a day like today, although we could have because the yeah. damn film was – yeah, we Look, it, I thought it was tipsy. I come to find out it overdosed. So it just <laughs> it was tipsy. It was dead. It's dead. Y'all want to see a dead body? Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's in the film. Right. Man, so. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, won't well, I promise you won't happen again. We'll do a dry run this weekend. I'm gonna go yeah. buy some new equipment today just to make sure. And uh we'll go from there, man. It won't happen again. Yeah, Mark Holmes has this saying, man, where he, he calls it like broke ass media. Right. Hey, hey, look, we can go, we'll go wrong. Look, we ain't got the million dollar resources, so we try to make it work with what we got. And me yeah. personally, I know I try to put present the best looking show I can given the minimal resources we got. Don't get it wrong, I say yeah. minimal, it's still expensive stuff here, but it ain't yeah. ESPN. It ain't ESPN, no, exactly. Bro, no, we ain't got three producers in a room, nah, you know, I, stuff up for us. I'm 17 I mean? different dudes during this show, y'all just don't know. Right. <laughs> You know, I know, I know. I man. know you know because I do a lot, and you do. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't even. I don't even want to do the shit you do. I, I don't want to try. Like, yeah, it, it's. I just thankful for Michelle. Let me just say that because, <laughs> shit. 
Let's see here. Uh, ask a coy, yay. Okay, what do we? What did? What he thinks over Schoon? Okay, Schoon over Henny. Man, they're trying to push for that for a while. And Harper over LVE. That's another one that might need to start coming up here. Mm-hmm. Schoon over Henny. Uh, uh, Harper over. What do you think about that? Um, Henny's been. They've been missing on Henny this entire season. It's like he's not in rhythm with Dak. It doesn't seem like they're in sync. And uh, Schoon dropped a pass I didn't like, but I think Henny did the same. You know, he dropped a tutty. You know, yeah, the first yeah. Week. So, yeah. So they're trying to get Henny involved because of his athleticism. Schoon, I think, is a, a, a do-it-all type of guy. Um, I think they're trying to bring a lot of these rookies along in role-player mode if you look at how they're using them. Like, they'll bring Tobert out and not throw him the ball, but have him run a concept to get another guy open. And they'll do the same thing with with Hunter. They'll have him lead block more than actually touch the ball. So they want their rookies on the field, but I don't think McCarthy wants to give them a big role. So I I don't have a problem with Schoonmaker, but it's only because he hasn't been on the field to do much I mean, for me to have a problem. And thirteen, he is like, like they're obviously right. Thirteen personnel, he has a a major role. And there was I think I want to say it was past game or the game before. He actually got in the second play of the game in eleven personnel. Right. So right. they there there is something to use in him. But I thought coming into the season he should have been tied into period. I, I get I get he not you know and I, I keep I keep hearing this and I'm sorry Okoye I don't see it. What is what? this? Uh, Henny's the athletic guy, but where? Think about this for a second, bro. Think about this for a second. You have a shot to make an athletic catch. One ain't that difficult in week one. What happened? Yeah. You drop it. You have oh no! You, you 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 execution wise, you're right. He still he still has it though. But He's wait, open. Hold on, hold on. Where, <laughs> where, where, you have a shot to to get this handoff, cut up field on the end zone, and get an easy touchdown. Where was it? There was one play in this game. He it wasn't even about athleticism. It was the design of the play. He kind of broke open uh, when he was split out wide in the slot, but yeah. we ended up I think moving the ball down the field anyway. But this athleticism that Henny has, I don't see it for real. And I mean, he got lucky. but Schoolmaker has it too, though. Schoolmaker's a fast tight end. He, I mean, he's not he's not twitchy, but yeah, fast they're, enough. They're, so Schoolmaker is more of a complete tight end. But but, yeah. but when you say, hey, he's the more athletic guy, I, I always have to laugh a little bit, not just you, but in general, because I'm like, yeah. it's Jake Ferguson who makes everybody miss. It's yeah. Jake Ferguson Fer- that has the Fergie, twitch. Fergie everybody is like assumes Chelsea, that man. it's not. Right. They, they assume this dude is not athletic. But he top ten in yards after catch, top ten in and yards, jumping over guys, jumping over guys, that's cutting your guys up, screw take a half these step back, screw yeah. that. Put put Hendershot in the game and run twelve personnel with these two dudes because I I'm would, over uh, this Hend- I, Hendershot experience. I would definitely. I mean, I think the room itself. If you say you know Schoon or Henny, I think they're both going to get packages no matter what we do, no matter how you look at it. They have packages for both those guys. Um, I do like Schoolmaker though, but I haven't seen enough of him to say this is what I want to see him doing. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've seen enough but, of him blocking. You know, yeah, yeah, he can block his ass. He off. can block his ass off. He's so what you do is you yeah. build off that, right? Like yeah. I instead, of, I'm just never putting Henny out there for 12 unless Schoon is hurt or Jake is hurt or something like that. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I'm not going to fight for it. I wouldn't yeah. fight for Hendershot to stay on the field. I like I said, move for that. I think I think they drafted Schoolmaker with Hendershot on his team. For a reason, so um, I think it's lucky. John yeah, Stevens Jr. got hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's oh yeah, John Stevens Jr. was killing it. <laughs> uh, it's inevitable that uh, Schoolmaker will get a, a larger role though as the season goes forward. It was another uh, Devin uh, Harper and LVE. I, that's that's I, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I think 
they're opposites of each other, to be honest with you. 100%. Here's the opposite. Devin, Devin is, is, is a guy that can play neck down. He's there. Like body wise, the way he approaches the game and physicality is there. It's just knowing where to be and knowing how to get these guys aligned properly. I don't think he's in the playbook as deep mm. as he probably should be because other than that, he's in every way better than LVE. Athleticism, changing Coming direction, downhill. physicality. Those are the things that I like him doing, but he'll be physical running into the wrong gap sometimes. Or physical. He did this in preseason, physical running into his own guys because he can't play as fast as he is because he doesn't know quite well what's going on yet so i think that's he's in his own way it's, it's it's up to him to learn the playbook well enough to be able to be out there in all those situations i think that's the only reason he's not that's a really good interesting point and i'm what i'm gonna do i'm gonna try to actually get that answered um by somebody yeah. down there because if if he if his mental game can catch up with his physical I, I think he needs to be out there because the stuff that you get on LVE about for years, bro, it is popping up, right? It's popping. Oh back man, up. I was mad at him too, cause I'm like, I've been, I, I was, I was rooting for you, bro. Yeah, Finally, got to root for you, and me rooting for you, yeah. you know. So I was like, come on, man, that was crazy to me. I thought that was like, you know, a lot of those plays. They, they said uh, he got held on one, but I right. mean, he gets it, into it the gap. Held if he fly down the damn. <laughs> Just gap. fly down. The, yeah, I want the guy that you can't hold. You can't hold C.J. Mosley on a play like that. He'd have blew it up anyway, but holding him or not. So you, you, you I, know I want why that they didn't call the flag? Because LVE was too soft getting there. He played. Yeah, he slowed down, and the, and the guy grabs him, but he slows down and breaks. Why are you even breaking down right there? Just Fly run him, bro. Force the running back to make a decision. He doesn't have to make a decision because you're not forcing him to stop his feet. You got to stop his feet, and then somebody else can help you out, even if you miss on that. If he just gets a, get, just gets a hand on him, he slows him down enough for somebody else to fill and replace, but he doesn't and, do it. And 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 his his issue becomes more evident when you go up against teams like that. Like, if you go up against teams, like when we play the Jets, right? The Jets right. ain't running a whole lot of crazy pre-snap stuff and worried about the they, uh, quarterback running and you got one running back going this way and a tight end going that way. They're not doing that consistently, right? So LVE right. can play more square. And then obviously as a defensive line, you're able to play more square because you're they were jumping gaps, Koye. I don't know if it was weird up front. I don't know if this was by design, but it was like constantly just jumping gaps and it was creating yeah. lanes uh-huh. uh, for a team that says, oh, thank you. This is this is what I wanted you to do. I was trying to move you there, but if you're gonna go there, you're gonna cool. jump in there anyway. Right. Like yeah, on, on the first on the touchdown play, um, um, Hankins was right in the gap. He and was in the gap. And he he, t- he took an inside move, and this is to me. I don't know. I don't know what the coaching aspect is on that that end of it, but it should be to me. It should be a simple fix. If you're reading a running back opposite side, you right in shotgun. There's only really three ways it can go he's either running the counter which is not your responsibility if you're to the right of him anyway that's the backside uh defensive end or whoever has backside can take that ain't your problem so you shouldn't be over there thinking about being over there for that and then he's either running inside straight at you or he's running the outside zone across your face but either way staying right where you are is the best thing you could do and hankins takes a route inside on that outside zone read. I'm like, why the hell? Why did you even take that step in the first place? If he just takes an outside release, he's in the way and he slows the guy up. 
because he 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 caused some chaos. He just did it in the wrong direction. And in the second half, we were on it a lot better. But they still you know, were jumping. There was a play uh Vot show where it was like we 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 were definitely causing chaos. Hankins and Mozzie just destroyed the play right. um, up front. But when you watch it develop, they still jumped gaps, right? They were just jumping in this gap. And I'm like, why are we playing? Uh, shooting one gap. Clark was doing tackles. it too. So Clark's doing it too. Well, I'm, like talking Clark. About, I'm talking about the defensive line. Oh, the yeah, defensive yeah. linemen were yeah. were just jumping into a gap at the snap, as opposed yeah. to just destroying what what uh who was it uh, a reading what reading then no, reacting uh, too. What's what's Bar's name that passed out last week? Uh, Sharif Floyd. Yeah, Sharif Floyd said, "Hey, this year we're going to basically destroy our keys. Right, we're going to disrupt the guy in front of us." And I felt like we kind of got back to look like Rob Marinelli. Where, hey, yeah, bro, thank you for saying that. I we was just like, what the, the gap upfield? Before, and, it's like you already know where you want to go before the snap. Yeah. As if you dissected something, but you're going in the wrong direction. Like you, Made no sense. You you're taking yourself your, out to play. you take yourself out of play, and you're not doing the guys behind you. Like, the whole objective of those guys is to allow these linebackers to be able to run free. That specific play we talked about. Look, I love Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell, right. I think, is, is a super athlete. I think he's going to be fun player, but he's not a traditional backer, right? So if you don't at least allow him to get some type of head start or edge against right. a, a guard, you're now talking about a 330-pound guard getting right. squared up one-on-one -on -one with him with a head of steam, and Marquise Bell doesn't know where the running back is going, so he has to actually take it. That's not good. I don't care how bad your guard is, bro. You're, he's going to get moved until he can detach. And he eventually right. detached from the guy, but he got moved three yards out the way because Bruh. you didn't do your job by allowing Marquise Bell to so, come downhill free. So I got a question for you since we on, right? You know, since we on Bell. Now, I know Wilson coming back means that Wanye is going to get less tick, right? But to me, with Wanye's size, his athleticism, the things that he's shown you he can do, and how he can change a game. Oh, yeah, we He's a, on that field, man. I would take Bell off the field and put Wanye in that spot. If I'm going to have a safety playing linebacker, I would rather have Wanye do it. That's just me. Mm. If I'm going to have it, if I'm going to play with a guy that's out of position anyway, yeah. I'm going to do that with the guy that's 6'3", 220, uh, who who I think you know is basically like 12 pounds off of where Overshawn is. And plays a lot like it. Like I haven't seen why he's that big. He's six three, two twenty, and runs like a deer. So why why is he not in that spot? Is what I'm asking. Like I, I don't think Bell. I, think, I, I don't think Bell's bad. Don't get me wrong. But if you had, if I have to choose who's going to go sit down when Wilson comes back, it ain't going to be Wanye Thomas. I'll live with that. I man, look, I, I, I'm I'm start Wanye. I love Wanye. Like if it, if it was any of these reserve safeties, that's my guy. And, yeah. and but I like him as a I like him as a free bro. I like him I like him in the hooker role because yeah. if you remember how Hooker was playing last year and even in twenty twenty one, we used yeah. to see Hooker around the box sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like we would see him kind of floating too. But look, I think Wanye got potential to be like a really good cover safety back there if he's not already. You know what I'm saying? So if you need a guy that can, can get side out of sideline, have some range, I do like him back there. But I, I'm with you and a lot of people. I, I like saying, him back there too, but I know Hooker not going nowhere with the way Hooker's playing. No, you know, you you know, Curse is going to be on the that's field. That's what I'm saying. Like, but Wanye could do everyone's job. He could do everybody's job. Hey, he can. Do, he could play over the top. I like him as a free, but 
he can man up with tight ends too. He did that in the first game against Waller perfectly. So he could do the things you asked Hooker to do. He could definitely play in the backfield the way you asked uh, Wilson to do and play in the box. That's what he was doing. He was playing Wilson's role the first two games. So he definitely could do that. But if you're gonna, if he's already familiar with that area of being in the box, especially if you go back to preseason and watch him fill really or some of those run guys, that that might change. He is six three, two twenty. Don't make I thought no he sense. was like six one, no two something like 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 the nope. low two hundreds. If he's nope. truly six three to that, the, nope. The why the hell do we have Bell there? I don't know. Don't make sense to me. Yo, he is listed at 6'3", 217, 220. What the? F- Bell, Bell. I mean, Bell 6'3". He go about 205 or so. As they was nah, he ain't, he ain't that. He ain't that. He can't. He don't share blocks either. Wanye, Wanye one thing I watched him do, you, you, he sheds blocks and he makes those hustle plays. So Wanye's a guy that if, you, if you're going to run at a guy that's a safety playing a linebacker role, I'd rather it be Wanye in that let me, position. Let me, let me tell you about this while you're on to something about that part. I do think Wanye does fly downhill on a couple of those plays, uh, where, yeah. Where it didn't matter if if who he was blowing it up. Go look at the Giants game where he was yeah. kind of roaming around. Dude just didn't care. He just, just flying down. You can't block if you try to block him with a wide receiver. He's gonna hit the receiver. Like I watched that in the Seattle preseason game. That was a touchdown. They had a wedge uh, up the sideline and they had him sealed off. He knew he's last line of defense. He takes. The the receiver and the uh the back into the uh, out of bounds. Mm-hmm. He, he just knocks mm-hmm. the receiver out, knocks both of them out. And he did that several times. So I'm like, he's a guy that if you get in front of him, you're not blocking him. He's gonna beat you. So I mean, to me, that's just yeah. crazy that they don't even. You see I, a guy that I didn't that, know that he changed. Was that big. Yeah, I mean, I, you I, changed. Yeah, yeah, they got they got uh Bell listed six three two oh five. I mean, you can see the two oh five. I think he, he's very yeah. wiry. Um, yeah. Player, which again, he's not really a linebacker, kind of thrusting into this role because of the overshone right. situation. Uh, but I thought he handled it well, especially in week one. But w- my concern, Koya, and I kept saying, like, what happens when a team decides to play power? Because it's one thing it, when you run this package and you got teams that are behind the sticks and say, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to try to trick you and just run, you know, some uh, well, four wide receivers out here, three wide receivers out right. here, one running back, and just and run it with no power to it. The Cardinals were deliberately running power at you right and you couldn't deal with it early on so right but when you when you when you look at though you know Wanye as well those like you got guys like Quincy uh Williams from the Jets yeah he's only 6'1 220 no 220 bro is not abnormal anymore yeah that's, that's not abnormal in the overshot league, no. only 235 I didn't know he was 220 though yeah, and I, and I, I, he Darren, he built just like Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson size oh, completely. Bro, two twenty yeah. is is fine in this league now at that position. That's that's especially for Dan Quinn. Uh, but she that that yeah, that's crazy. Because because I've been having this conversation all week. I'm like everybody called in was like, "Where's Y A? Where's Y A?" I'm like, "Yo, I want to see Y A too," but I didn't know how to get him on the field because you, you got all those three dudes. But that's how you get him on the field. But maybe, Andy, but but let's see. A, what about this argument? What about this argument? Oh, yeah. Like. You, like Bell, there's still something there. You know what I mean, I mean, but if there's a guy that I'm going to push off the field, I'm not saying that Bell. I don't. Me saying this is like I'm not doubting Bell. Got you. You you like who? I'm how just do saying I get this guy on the field. Who comes off? Bell should not be anywhere ranked above Wanye. He shouldn't be. You know, he should be ranked above Wanye. And what what I'm Man, seeing, I, I don't see how 
you have a room full of these safeties, right? And you have a linebacker that goes down. I, I'm questioning if there is a question of Will McClay and Dan Quinn. I don't know what Jabril wasn't doing to be gone when you lose Overshaw and you clearly need linebackers. We clearly need linebackers. Instead of having Jabril play, you would have Bell who, who if he's off ball, and I think they were overestimating the fact that these guys are going to keep these linebackers clean an entire game. When he's off ball and there's nobody touching him, Bell is okay. When he has a guy in front of him, him and Clark do this, and I think it's because either the coaching is bad or they're watching LVE. I was just about to say they probably learned it from LVE. <laughs> they're running two contact, but not running through it. If you're going to run two contact, you got to chop his legs yeah. out or you got to you got to destroy that man. If you can't do that. Yeah, blow up the, the lane, yeah. Yeah, you got to get there first. And they're not doing that. They're just kind of flowing to – like they're trying to match up with a blocker. Why are you going to the blocker? You're, you're making right. it so that he doesn't have to find you you're, if you're the smaller guy. Like Dawkins used to do that. Brian Dawkins um, used to Dawkins run. Different, he, but he'll get right under you, though. But He's we, he'll, we talk about he, Hall, like Brian Dawkins. That's my point, though. Brian, like you can watch somebody do it right so you know what it's supposed to look like when you're undersized playing against those linemen. But, but we Dan don't chop – and, and 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 McClay definitely, and this was my problem when the cuts came down, and I could not believe that we only had three real linebackers on this roster. I I I, I was like, listen, man. I mean, if an injury happens, you're in trouble. If somebody's not playing well, you're in trouble. Yeah. And 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 here we are. You, the injury happened with Overshone, obviously, right? And then you cut uh, Jabril Cox, and now we're using a safety to play linebacker, and everything was hunky dory the first two games. Right. What happens though when a team decides to want to play downhill football, and you want to get cute? Because yeah. what happens is Dan Quinn likes to get cute. He wants to put LVE on the edge, and we want to put Micah Parsons in the middle, and we want to put, you know, uh, you can't get cute and, and have backers who are waiting for you to kind of, hey, you take the double team and allow me to be free. What happens when they ain't? I don't like LVE on the field at all anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm with I you. I mean, he, he, he doesn't – he seems like he knows what he's doing as far as the plays are called get pre-snap. But post snap, he's so bad in changing direction or in space. Like even when he gets where he's supposed to be, like I'll be alone watching one where they they destroyed the backfield. Fowler sets the edge. All LVE has to do is just run off of Fowler's hip, and he'll blow this play up. Like all he has to do is run straight, and he'll blow the play up. He runs to the gap and then stops. Almost gets engaged by a blocker. Gets off of that and then still gets out leveraged. And the only reason that play wasn't a big play because Curse came and just played hero ball and saved him. <laughs> Curse saved him. But it was like, he. how do you screw that up? That, that that play, it was a couple plays where you knew they were keying the mic. They were just saying, like, we're going to run front side, we're going to counter Trey right at the mic based on once he gets engaged because he's going to allow us to engage him. And every time they did that, on those cutbacks later in the game too, they on those cutback uh, runs, they were keying in on LV all day. And he's and as far as pass coverage, I'm like, you could have saved yourself. You get two. How do you get I mean, two hands? Luck right there. I, two hands on a ball. You don't. Yeah. Enter, that's a pick six if you catch it. Two hands on the ball and it goes through your hands and, and they call it. I mean, that's just how you knew it wasn't our day. That's how you knew just it wasn't day. come on. I actually can't like get him right. in coverage. I actually think that's where I'd rather see LVE I don't. In, in zone coverage. I think he's fantastic when he has I to think, run to a spot and and, and cut off windows, but. You can't rely on that. Like when teams aren't, when teams aren't, you know, when you aren't playing a bunch of zone and you're putting LVE at the edge, like what are we doing? 
I'm, I'm just thinking, like, you're better with no linebackers than with LV out there. You're better yeah. with, I mean, with Thomas and Bell out there than you are. Because he goes, LV plays like that anyway. He plays like a guy who's not 6'5", 260. He plays like he's a little guy. You, so, your problem is you put so much responsibility on him that you don't have anybody right now to take that over. And that's your fault for the planning, talking about McClay and, and, and uh, per- Dan Quinn. Perfect uh, perfect example, too, the fact that you said that. Uh, because somebody asked a question about why uh, J. Lou thought it was zone when it was man. And um, it, uh, it, are you talking it, about it, on the Wilson? On the 63-yard? Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't on J. Lou. J. Lou was right. You know what was wrong with that? At the top of the screen... Um, the one who doesn't know the play is Gilmore. Gilmore is the only one in man, but Curse walks over to him because you talked about LV having too much responsibility. Curse was that other green dot guy. Curse walked over to um, Gilmore and told him to play man. You can see him pointing to him. And Gilmore's looking back, like asking what to do. He says something to him, and that's exactly what he does. He plays man, and you know Hooker recognizes that it should be cover three. Yeah, and. Gilmore should be on that side of the field still. He pointed to Gilly like, where are you going? In the middle of the play, yeah. Yeah, like, where are you going? That got pointed out when we were watching it yesterday because I remember Barry Church originally said that, hey, man, I think there was a miscommunication with uh, J. Lou. No. But the real miscommunication was with Gilly, who got the word from Curse. Yep. And so I did some digging. I actually reached out down there and specifically asked about that play. And, and and I'm not going to obviously you know give away the the source, but the 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 answer was, I think we were. Uh, yeah. I have to go back and look. So they they believe that yes, they were in that in the cover three coverage. Everybody else played cover three. They had to be. Wasn't cover told. Three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because think about it, Gilly. This dude know what he. He just got here. But he yeah, he don't doing. make those kind of mistakes. He don't make those kind of mistakes. So no, no, no. If he was in cover three, day, he would have played cover three. There was miscommunication like that. The whole yeah. well, not the whole day, but but most of the day there was miscommunication like that. So right, yeah, that 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 can't happen. But so that, so that, that tells you something though. Like if you said he got so much responsibility as far as communicating, and you still got these miscommunications, deal with the miscommunication then from another guy. Like let Kurt, Curse is always on the field anyway. Let Curse do what we were doing before. Let him call the plays, and I would get LV the hell out of here, man. I don't like LV. I, never, I didn't want to bring him back anymore, but. I tried yeah. this year, but it's like he back to right when he back got back. To I'm like, right, he he back, but let's still get some backers. Let's still. I was mocking backers in the second round. I would I was, take Harper. I was put Harper on the field and let Harper learn. Rashawn Evans. I was, you know, because the problem is, man, you you you're not really pushing him, and that's right. what I thought. Barr was going to be here for it. That's what I thought. You know, going outside another guy. Like we, we got to. We got to stop this thing that LVE is not is, is like not replaceable. I know he went out and all of a sudden it looked like, hey, things weren't great last year. But, bro, we want Hankins went out. We didn't have a, a quarterback, too. There was a lot of things that happened. So the LVE show, maybe he could have you know, he could have made things a little better. It's, it's this, short, man, it's like, but how much better? Not that much better to me. It's, it's like this. You're waiting for a guy who to in year, what, six now? What many Somebody years does. has it been? You're waiting for him to show you the flashes that he showed you in college and in his first year. You're still waiting for that to come back. He can't. He's that's not the problem. physically able. But it, it, even if you're going to go out on your shield, just go out on the shield. Like LVE 
has shown me sometimes like you can crack when he just just make a decision and go like just destroy some shit that's in front of you he's done it every once in the blue but i need him to do it a little more consistent and at this point i'm tired of waiting for it because he's the weak link on this defense right now so we may i'm not feeling about, it. uh what's the difference who 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 doesn't fit the room Right. When we were looking at the linebacker room at the beginning of camp, right? You had all these athletes. You had all these athletes in that room. And it was LVE. And I think that's still the case. Like, who doesn't fit the defense? It's LVE. You have a fast paced defense, aggressive defense, and he's none of that. He ain't fast. He ain't aggressive. I get he's the green dot guy, and that's really his best asset. But what what is that if he can't execute at a high level to create plays on that second level? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and and, there, and it might be some trickle down effect, like you said, to a Clark or to a Bell, because these that's the leader in there, right? In that right. linebacker room, there's three, there's yeah, three backers, be- and he's the guy that's been around the longest. He's the guy they're listening to, and I know we go back to this in Michael Parsons' rookie year, and people say, "Well, LVE's right," but I don't like it. LVE said, "Hey, bro, you can't make all the plays. You're absolutely right. You can't make all the plays, but give me the guy that's going to mess up at 110 percent." Not the yep. guy that's going to be get to the play slow. Yeah, we'll see and it's too late. And, yeah, and then talk like that. Like, no. Like, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong aggressively, emphatically. Blow somebody up on your way to being wrong. I'm okay with that. Yeah, because then I can I learn re- from it. All right, cool. I, I, can't, I can't do that, but I'm still going to go 110%. Right. Right. LV is just – he's playing like it's 7 on 7. That's how he plays. Yeah. Shouts out to that block, though. Brandon Thorne is called a slingshot block. Where he where he held him and then wrapped around that's a pretty dope block and yeah, it's hard, yeah. it's hard to see during the game but yeah, um yeah. hey if you, he wouldn't have got the slingshot block I think if LVE just says you know where's my button at you I'm running through that yeah it then would have been a blatant you, obvious you two hold. you two hundred and sixty pounds let me just ask y'all who think that that was a, a egregious hold right which it was do you think that if Michael Parsons is in that same position you're gonna pull him with a hand. Off mm. uh, out of the gap, no. no, he deals with three people. D, uh, uh, D law deals with three people. He LV's bigger than Parsons, he's a huge dude. He's D law size almost. We got some more breaking news. I know we signed the center. We got some more. They said we signed Leo. Somebody said we signed Leo. I don't know if that's true. No, I don't think we signed Leo. We signed the center. Somebody said it in there. I, I just I mean, didn't people, check. people always say crazy. Yeah, the, I think it's still the same news from earlier about an hour ago. We signed a center, Billy Price, to the practice squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I signed all the centers. I have no idea. We we got like four centers on the roster now. I probably could. Well, Hoffman played all right game too. I I, I don't think Hoffman going anywhere. He was he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if uh, if this has to do with with Biot. Maybe Biotish might be out for a while. They said blaming LV is so tired already. Y'all trying well, to save LV that, to play better. I mean, exactly. Like put it. Don't put it on film. We won't blame you. I might even, I might blame it LVE for the, the the defensive performance. Oh no, like, he wasn't the only reason the no, defense. Was just, like you said, you said the line was jumping in the wrong gaps too. But uh, he just is what he is, and I don't yeah. think he's an impact player, bro. I don't think he moves the needle. But we treat him like he does, and I don't get it. I just don't get it, bro. Like we've had opportunity after opportunity to easily get a better linebacker. Like it was not hard to get a better linebacker. It is not. They still out there. It's one on the team. I think, like I said, you could put Harper in there, and I think he does better at this point, even if he's lost a little bit. I think you'll have a better chance there with Harper in there. It's just probably the communication issue, as I said, like people 
getting the plays in the LV is probably a student in the game that knows the playbook, and that's saving him right now. He knows his playbook very well. Yeah. But I wouldn't have a problem, as I said, with Kurtz taking over that, you know. But, again, you know, if if was a fifth. If was a fifth. Hey, look, we actually ended up saving this whole damn thing. I thought this show was going, you know. Oh, no, this was a good one. It <laughs> was a good one. I like I like this conversation. It was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and look, man, we're all passionate. We're, we're, we're all trying to find solutions. We're, we want all these players to, to step up next week, right, and, and, right. and moving forward. And there's certain – I said this about the Cardinals. I said I had to come on here. I had my hot sauce, my, my uh, Tapatio's hot sauce, and my Slap Your Mama – uh, what's the name for the crow I had to eat for the Cardinals? That's not the crow I like. I don't like eating that kind of crow. Hell no. I want to eat the crow where I'm sitting here talking about a certain player and they go out there and they got they better. I want to eat crow when it comes to LV. I LV, want them to be a pro yeah, player. Like, Yo, what you say about LV now? Like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. I like the fact that I was wrong about Dak. So I, I get you. Like, yeah. I like that because that means you're improving and that you're showing me that you you have what it takes. But but yeah, that, uh, the whole point being is that look, we're, we're we're trying to find solutions here, right? Uh, to to make this thing get back on the right track, and I, and I think it's got a chance. It's gonna be hard. Um, if you missed it, the show. When I say hard, I mean this week. You know, yeah. I don't think the Patriots game is gonna be easy. You know, it's Bill no. Belichick. Uh, it's a good defense. If you missed it, we broke down a the defense. They're hungry for some wins too. They're not playing over there like New England is serious right now. It's Bill. You know, yeah. it's Bill. So we, uh, I think, I think Koye said you're gonna take this. And you're gonna put the audio or oh yeah, yep, you know. yep. I'm gonna chop this up and I'll put the audio over a breakdown. I'll send that to you and I, we both can upload upload it on my channel and yours. All right. Let them know where they can find you, Koye. A-K-O-Y-E Media Man on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, IG. Check it out. Definitely if you like uh boxing content, you can check me out at YSM. That's YSM Sports Media as well. And uh, there's content over there. Just type in YSM Sports Media, Okoye, and all of my stuff will come up over there. So, yeah, man. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped to break this one down now because I, I wanted to get the film out there for you guys. So just give me about two hours. I blocked this time off anyway. So between now and it's time to pick up baby girl, I'm going to get it done because I got most of it chopped up anyway. So all it right. shouldn't be too hard. All right. Yeah, and, then to, and then tomorrow – uh, we'll be taking a look at the Patriots offense, seeing you know what they do well and what they don't do well, where the Cowboys can attack and where they might attack the Cowboys. I actually like this matchup uh, this week, which sounds crazy, but I like this matchup this week uh, moving forward. So, you know, everybody, like, well, what happened last week? A little different. I don't think you're dealing with the same type of offense this, this week. Even don't though I do it. Cool. I ain't got no more jokes. You see how calm and chill and humble I am. I'm like, no Mac like Jones and hey, Mac Jones, you you beautiful young hey, man, man. Pauls, you. You go ahead. You do, know, you, do your thing, like, man. Yeah, you I got nothing bad to say, man. Money on Philly, so, hey. You know. <laughs> nothing. Got nothing we bad. We got to go say. out there and we got to play against, yeah. what's his name, McElroy or something? Yeah, yeah, yo. McElroy Jones or whatever his name is. We gotta go that's out real there. name Macaroon for real? It's something. It's McCorkle. Oh, I think his name is McCorkle Jones. That, that's crazy that you said McCorkle because that's what my dad thought my last name was when he was looking for me when I was young. He <laughs> that's I, wild. He said, I thought your last name was McCorkle. I swear to God. McCorkle? Yeah, that's McCorkle. <laughs> <laughs> like, that ain't my name, Pop. <laughs> that is wild. And what was you doing, Pop? So I don't know I'm about to say, who was you? <laughs> I don't know what they—they both was in the military. Their names is literally on their fucking, you know, on their on their clothes and shit. Like, pop, what, what, y'all was having a wild time in Germany, wasn't y'all? Hey man, I mean, my my pops military too. In Kuwait, uh, stationed in uh, Hawaii, 
Down here in Texas too, when I was a buck. Uh, down here uh, in Texas too, oh, so you an army brat too? I not yeah. necessarily. Uh, I only I only came down here for I was an infant. I was down here for uh, a very yeah. very short period of time. And then, I mean, me too. Until yeah. I was six, you know. So we both about to say. So I don't like count about, that. Like I ain't. I'm uh, I'm I'm from. Yeah, I wasn't raised. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, from, I'm from the bird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, good stuff talking to you, bro. Uh, next week, look, likewise, man. We gonna try to have this thing fixed for y'all. We we figuring it out. Yes, sir. Figuring it no, it's, it's fixed, man. Like I said, I'm going to talk to the Geek Squad today, and I'm going to tell them what we're looking for. And uh, I don't like to have these problems. So we'll do a dry run this weekend, and we won't have no more of them, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's like I said, like I don't have any issues when I upload a breakdown, so I never knew it was something to fix. You know, and when I go live, it's cool, too. So we'll fix it, though, because yeah, I, I like this show. We got to get it right. Yeah, get with me Saturday. Uh, that's my only day off, but... But um, I'll Me be too. in the lab at a certain point and on. Saturday. It'll take it'll take five minutes. We'll set it up and then it take like five minutes just to see what it look like and then we'll go from there. If it still looks choppy, we'll we'll do something else. But I got you. Now we gonna have it fixed, you. bro. Because I I want this this particular show when we talk about film. I got we talked about the vision behind the scene. We we know yeah. the exact vision we have for this. Oh, for, yeah, for this, yeah, we yeah, want yeah. this to, to be competing with any film breakdown you see out there. Like it, it exactly. already does from an X's and O standpoint in regards to Okoye, but we want the presentation to be better, and, and we're not satisfied. So we got exactly, you. we got we're gonna you. get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't lose. We got you. Nah, I see y'all later. Uh, three fifteen ish. Vosh Lombardi live. Make sure y'all come through on the volume. Shout out Vosh to Vosh. Lombardi. Oh yeah, one hundred percent goat in this thing. We're gonna be breaking down uh this pa- Patriots team as well, and then Mauricio will be on later. A to Z Sports Prime Time. And make sure you check out A to Z Sports Dallas.com. We're continuing to, to upgrade the website with articles and whatnot. So uh, yep. I'm going to go ahead and just do what, what uh, my man say here. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. <laughs> push the button. <laughs> push the button. Peace. We out of here. I appreciate y'all for jumping back in here, man. I, I thought we was going to lose everybody. We, we ended up getting this thing back to where it needed to be. And uh, we held a, a really good conversation. Really good oh, yeah, conversation. that was good, man. Really. 100%. Later, man. We out here.